Hello there. Good to be back. This is our second installment of So It Joe's, a podcast on Slaughterhouse-Five. Today, we'll be talking about different parts of chapters four through seven. We will have an exciting interview with Mr. Blazak on free will and his opinions on the matter. And we'll wrap it up with a little talk on mental health and the issue it has in the book and in America today. Should be a good episode. For the first segment of our podcast today, we're going to be analyzing in the story the way that it jumps around at different moments in the life of Billy Pilgrim and the way this works to tell important stories and moments in a very short period of time. Then we'll talk about how his doubtful, he has a doubt, very doubtful attitude and he feels his actions are useless. And then we'll finish up this segment talking about what our podcast name means to Billy in the story and the way that he uses it. Joe, would you like to get us started? Yeah. A key uh, thing I picked up on in this story was more of the uh, time jumps for Billy Pilgrim. Uh, the first thing I noticed was the it gave us a lot more detail on his experiences with the Trelfmadorians. We learned he's in prison there, and now he uh, they brought him someone to uh, spend time with. And really, he's just learning a lot from his experiences of being on Trelfmador. And he, uh, it's really, it's really changing how he, uh, views things, especially in his life. But not only that, we also, it jumps to his, more of his war experiences as he's been captured. His, uh, his friend Weary from his travels, uh, we learned passed away and blamed Billy for his death, making others resent him and continuing his troubles with his war experience and getting out of the war and really just making it hard on him. Uh, and even then it jumps back to after war, his troubles with uh, getting over his experiences and uh, moving on to regular life as more and more people think uh, think he's become insane and this in, in this battle he's having with really just getting over the war and getting back to real life. Yeah, um, I would agree with you that the way that the story jumps around, it uh, does a really good job of showing the many different parts of uh, Billy Pilgrim. It show, pretty much tells a large sum of his life in a pretty short period of time and it gives the reader an opportunity to better know the character, and I feel that is a very good part about this novel. And uh, another thing I that notice when it's doing this jumping around is that Billy Pilgrim, before his before uh, the whole Trelfmador experience, and even in that moment, he has a very doubtful attitude. Um, after he realizes that everything is going to happen no matter what his actions or the outcome of his actions. He feels that he has this, his, this free will to do, do say what, what he wants and try to change the future. But he feels that no matter what, these are like futile uh, actions because as he learned on Trelfmador as he was a prisoner, that everything is going to happen no matter what. And this 
makes him feel useless and he doubts his existence as a person that like there's no need for him he knows how his life's gonna end he knows everything about his life and he's experienced his life many of times many experiences in his life he's gone through many times and um it just show it it shows that in his later life that he felt that many things he did that were just useless after the things he learned and experienced on Trail of Midor as he was prisoner of the Trail of Midorians. And uh, another thing I want to bring up is relates back to the name of our podcast, And So It Joes. Uh, reading these chapters, we come to realize the meaning of the phrase commonly used in the book, And So It Goes. Uh, since Billy is uh, been a prisoner of the, was a prisoner of the Trail of Midorians, he came to he got to see all these past events and relive all these events in his life and he's gone through them so many times over and over again that it's just like it's like oh and so it goes like it's normal like he knows exactly what's going to happen and uh so that's it's that uh we didn't know that at first about our but now it just gives our name some more meaning for our podcast and it that phrase to Billy is just something that like oh there there it happens again like everything seems so bland and useless to him because he knows how everything's gonna play out or how everything played out perfectly in his past and knows how things will play out in his future, and it makes him doubt himself and his own existence. I think that's gonna wrap it up for our first segment. <laughs> so you're here with Mr. Josh Blazak, Dean of Student Leadership here at St. Rita. And today we are going to discuss free will, and we are going to relate this back to our story, and uh, we ask him about his own opinions and beliefs on free will. Our, to get started, I just want to ask you what you think free will is, or your own personal definition of it. Free will is the ability that we all have, our God-given right to um, you know, take into consideration the things that... Um, we go through in our life and therefore make a choice um, as to what we want to do going forward. Um, you know, free will is, um, it's, it's you deciding what actions you're going to take in life. That's, to me, what free will is. Uh, in your own life, do you think that we have the ability through free will to shape our own future or do you think most of our future is going to be is already set in stone through our actions. Um, no, I think I, I think that definitely free will. You have the ability to to shape your future. There are certain things in our lives that I think we're almost predestined for. Um, you know, you, the way you're brought up, the way um, you know where you come from, things that you have in life. A lot of that oftentimes does play a role in your future and how your life is shaped. However. Um, you have the ability, we all have the ability, to um, choose what to do with what we've been given in life. So, you know, if you're given little, um, or, you know, maybe you're brought up a certain way, you could take, you know, what you have, and you could work hard to, to get more, to um, choose a different path, etc. cetera. Um, you know, and in, this, in the same way, if you're given a lot in life, you know, you have the ability, whether or not you're going to um, utilize what you've been given or whether you're just going to 
take things for granted and and not work. Um, to me, free will is very much taking your life in perspective, what you have, what you've been uh, brought up to believe and, and the people in your life and you utilizing that to shape your future from, from all of that. So like I said, there's, there's certain things that I think we're all a little bit predestined to or kind of set on a certain path in life. However, we have the ability to change, make alterations um, and, and live our life in a certain way by what we choose out of free will. Uh, how has your own free will applied to your life and the decisions you make on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, you know, I really try to, um, my own free will, um, I always believe that I have the ability to make whatever decisions I want to in life. Um, nobody's really forcing me to do anything. There's certain guidelines that I have to follow, of course. We all have rules in life. We all have places we work, places we go to school, families that we're brought in, up in, society that we live in, that there's rules we have to follow. But I do believe that um, I have a choice, um, for the most part, to decide what I do on a daily basis and um, live my life. So what I often do is I have values that were instilled in me by my parents, but also values that I've come to um, find for myself, believe for myself, based off the other people I've encountered throughout my life, that... Um, you know, I usually refer back to in terms of making decisions going forward. So, you know, I really try to, you know, think about what I believe in before I make any decisions. I think about um, what I've learned from other people and I use, um, you know, all of that to try to make the best decisions possible for myself, but also for people around me. Um, because I have to realize and we all have to realize that although we have free will we do live in a society with other people um, where we have to make sure that whatever decisions we're making for ourselves do not negatively impact the lives of other people around us. So would you say you try to surround yourself with people with similar values to try and make sure like they have like the same views with like a good future and yeah, I mean, I, I, I typically surround myself by people who have similar views and interests as well as, you know, um, uh, values of how they live their life and make their decisions. Not everybody in my life sees things the same way that I do. Um, I don't think that everybody in life has to agree with me the way um, that I believe or the things that I would do. I don't think that that necessarily makes somebody my friend or somebody close to me that they have to be exactly like me, but, you know, I think generally in life we try to surround ourselves, especially me, I try to surround myself by people who kind of would follow the same same rules and um, values when it comes to the decisions we make in life. Um, but again, I don't, There's that, that's part of free will, is understanding that people around us may not necessarily always agree with us or have the same um, views on certain situations, but I think overall that when it comes to the big picture items in life I surround myself by people who are very similar to me. All right. Well, thank you for being with here with us today. Mr. Blaise. You're welcome For the final segment of our podcast today We are going to talk about mental health issues that the main character Billy Pilgrim has in the novel as time goes on and uh, after talking about this this will lead into mental health issues in America and how they are treated or not treated in many cases. Uh, in the story, one major uh, 
part of mental illness he talks about is when he was checked into a veterans hospital in New York and they uh he talks about him and his roommate Rosewater in the hospital and he says they both found life meaningless partly because of what they have seen but this is like something that they're gonna have to live with for the rest of their lives and this this mental sickness that they have but and back in that time most likely was not probably diagnosed or treated and uh some people might see main character billy pilgrim as crazy because uh something he does to resort to help with this mental illness is goes off and talks about his experience with the Trafalmadorians and all that he's gone through with them but back then these mental illnesses were they weren't as well known about and studied and researched as they are today and uh this leads into why people might think when Billy Pilgrim is an older gentleman that he is crazy or these other things is probably because he was pro- never properly diagnosed when after his time in the war with these mental illnesses. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to Joe. Yeah, in this novel, uh, the mental health really uh, can remind you of the mental health issue to, uh, today in America. It's a real problem in our country today. Uh, people of all sorts deal with mental health issues and really in society it's seen as you're being dramatic if you have mental health issues or you're crazy, which I don't think is fair at all. Whether it's students going through anxiety or even adults working, going through anxiety, these are real problems that should be addressed and just like a disease, mental health should be taken just as seriously in my opinion. Uh, we see it in criminals a lot when criminals are commit crimes. Most times they're just thrown straight in jail. No one really wonders about their mental health or their state. Not even with mass shooters, but people of all sorts deal with mental health in uh in crime and it's really not looked at very much for these people throwing them in jail doesn't really solve the problem it just adds on to it and that's truly a huge problem with mental health in today we even see it in celebrities too uh celebrities and famous people often are seen dealing with mental health issues and Really, they, uh, and, uh, so this just proves that people of all sorts can go through mental health issues. It doesn't really matter what's going on in your life or how your life has gone. Mental health is a serious issue and it should be treated as such, no matter who or what disorder it is. One problem there is today in society, though, is, uh, this idea of mostly young people, um, like self-diagnosing themselves with these things like stuff like stuff like anxiety or like test taking they say they get anxious like so I they self-diagnose themselves with some like ADHD or something uh, this is this comes to be a problem especially for people who actually have these things because it it seems to lessen their their mental illness that they have it should not be lessened especially for the people who are actually suffering from it but um 
And then the, these people who are, as Joe said, thrown into like the limelight, these people like celebrities who are constantly being, like everything they do is constantly being watched and judged or everything. These people are very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They have to suffer from these mental illnesses. And this just shows that over time, media and the way that we live our life today in America causes many people to suffer from these mental illnesses and not just not like specific ones because there's so many but people are affected in, in different ways by the society we live in today and it goes to show that we these mental illnesses and problems have to be taken more seriously in our everyday lives and and people have to tr treat them as serious illnesses just because they're in the mind and not visible for most for the most part they are still very serious uh, i think that's gonna wrap it up for our last segment that will wrap up our podcast for today we examined chapters four through seven we had a great interview with mr blazek that i hope you all enjoyed and we wrapped it up with a nice informal talk on mental health in the book and in today's society uh, next week, we'll be back for our final installment of this podcast. We hope to see you guys all there. And uh, I love you guys. Have a great day.